0: Maybe we should stop off on the way and get a bottle of wine or something. What for? These people invited us for dinner. We have to bring something. Why? Because it's rude otherwise?
1: You mean just going there because I'm invited, that's rude? Yeah. So you're telling me instead of being happy to see me, they're going to be upset because I didn't bring anything. You see what I'm saying?
0: The fabric of society is very complex. I don't even drink
1: wine. I drink Pepsi.
0: You can't bring Pepsi. Why not? Because
1: we're adults. You're telling me that wine is better than Pepsi? (laughs) No way wine is better than Pepsi.
0: I'm telling you, I don't think we want to walk in there and put a big plastic jug of Pepsi on the table.
1: I just don't like the idea that every time there's a dinner invitation, there's this annoying little chore that goes along with it.
0: You know, you're getting to be an annoying little chore yourself.
1: September fifth, twenty twenty-one.
0: Hello. Oh, hey there.
1: Hi, friends. How y'all doing?
0: Yeah, how is everybody?
1: So it's September. Somehow. Something, huh?
0: I don't. I don't understand it. Well,
1: you know, time is meaningless now since. Early 2020, nothing means anything time-wise, so... It's true. It's all tough. I hope you're getting by out there. Yeah. That our shows are in some way providing a little bit of escape when you need it. Maybe. Right? It could happen. (laughs) You sound so sure.
0: I don't have to be sure. It's not up to me. Okay. Others can decide and that's fine. (laughs) all right are we succeeding i don't know that's up to you
1: one can only hope
0: that's about it that's that's literally it
1: right (laughs) okay so let's talk about the little bit of news that we have to talk talk about. about the news all of our shows are now available on amazon music they are i didn't know this was a thing but amazon sent me an email and they're like hey we have podcasts now do you maybe want to put your podcast on amazon music and i was like oh, okay so now they're there now i would not have thought amazon music had podcasts yeah
0: that doesn't sound like music a thing they would have seems
1: like a bit of a misnomer yeah then because podcasts are not music but i guess you know they just want to be like spotify now because spotify was only music and now spotify has podcasts so you know they're all we gotta get in on the podcast game too so I don't know what that voice was. Blurring. Yeah, it's weird. In any case, if you use Amazon Music for your podcasts, first of all, weirdo. But second, now you can get our shows there. So good for you if that's what you want to do.
0: I'm like, what would they call it instead of music?
1: Amazon Audio?
0: Amazon Listenables. <laughs> okay. There. That, I'm just giving you that for free, Amazon.
1: No, we should charge them.
0: We should. I mean... Because that
1: is really long and clunky and they're, therefore wonderful. So...
0: I think... Hey, are
1: you, are you using Amazon Listenables?
0: I think I should have one million dollars.
1: I listened to your podcast on Amazon Listenables.
0: <laughs> it has so many syllables. That's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> it's hilarious. Okay. Ah... Uh, <laughs> What is happening? I don't know, I, I don't know either. Um, Genesis Avalon Patriot episode one is now fully in production. Recording is done. Gosh! The first episode should be complete if everything goes according to plan by the end of September. So,
0: very exciting. The wheels of progress are turning. Right. That's right.
1: So you can probably expect that to premiere sometime this winter. I'm thinking late yeah 2021 maybe early 2022 somewhere in there probably but you know we like we're not setting a premiere date yet because we want to leave room for you know any unforeseen bumps in the road and you know cat hasn't written and directed a show at the same time for a long time and it's a lot of work so we want to give her time to get back into the swing of things and be sure she's feeling good and everything's all right so we will keep you apprised of the situation but it's a coming should only be a few months either way. So sometime this winter, probably. Probably. Also sometime this winter, probably, we'll see the premiere of the new show we haven't told you the title of yet. Recording for that is almost done. The first episode is in production, but there are some production vagaries due to the nature of the show, which we have mentioned before and can't tell you about yet, but we'll tell you about later. But in any case... (laughs) This we'll, is a whole bunch of nothing, we'll right? We'll
0: eventually tell you.
1: We will. But we
0: promise that much.
1: Right now, it's looking <laughs> like it may be also available like sometime late this winter. So may, late or this year springy, or early next year. Springy. Maybe. It depends. But it's also coming along. So that's going. Yep. That's That's the news for this month.
0: Which is that we don't have any news.
1: That was news. That was news. Don't say we don't have any news when we have news, because that's news.
0: It was vagaries.
1: (laughs) Amazon Listenables was not vague.
0: Okay, that was pretty good. Yeah. Where's my check?
2: from westford massachusetts we have lisa Micho
3: on the line did i hey. pronounce that right yes you did Woo-hoo. and congratulations i and- guess <laughs> that gets mispronounced about three times a day for me so awesome
2: and you were telling me there's a special way to spell that
3: no well i said you could spell <laughs> it a lot of different ways and it would be pronounced the same uh so i would say about one in five times that um that i'm in a credits for an audio drama again in, at work, it gets mispronounced, but as I, you know, I always say that the French don't believe in pronouncing that last letter, so it could be, and could be a u d q x y z, w s, and it would still be pronounced o. So all those consonants yeah. at the end are silent. <laughs> the French, they love
2: to waste how letters. How is how are things up in Massachusetts? You have uh, rain from the hurricane yet?
3: Yes, actually, I, I can hear it outside right now. Tonight, I believe our area is supposed to get about three to five inches mm-hmm. of rain, but I don't think it's going to be any more serious than that. So okay. and thankfully, my basement doesn't usually flood, so I'm not too there you worried.
2: Go. <laughs> yeah, um, we got dumped on yesterday, so I knew it was heading up that way. Well, stay safe, stay dry. And um, let's, let's jump into how you got into audio dramas.
3: I got into audio dramas by uh, starting as a fan. I was going on a long car ride and I was looking for books on tape to listen to. Uh, and a friend of mine said, Hey, you should try this Doctor Who show. And it was the Broken Sea Audio Doctor Who. And I got a whole bunch of the episodes and absolutely loved it and became a big fan of Broken Sea and all of the different shows there. And I found on the website um, Bill Holwig's address and I wrote to him and I said, I just want to tell you, I love the shows that you make. I love your character, um, text. And um, and I just, you know, big fan, I was fangirling all, of, all over the place. And he was so sweet <laughs> and he wrote back to me. And everyone who ever met Bill um, virtually has a similar story about him. He instantly becomes your best friend. And we got into this whole conversation where every few days he'd just check in on me and ask me how I was doing. And he said, you know, at some point I'm going to I'm gonna send you some scripts uh, now that we're friends. And I was really excited because I had been interested in theater very much in high school, but then it just wasn't something that I could keep up with actively because of the huge time sink that's involved. And I had of stuck my foot in it again um, later in, in, in around this time, in that I was very good friends with a fellow professor who was the, the theater professor. He pulled me into um, playing in the pit orchestra for the musicals at the college I was teaching at. And because he was recruiting the pit basically from you know from the college community. And just being that close to everyone on stage and and it was reminding me of how much I loved acting and I missed it, but I said, oh, I'm way too busy. <laughs> I couldn't possibly fit that back in my life. And then, um, Bill gave me the part of the Valley girl. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever listen to this, um, from his, his Jaws, he did like a Jaws fanfic show that, uh, happens between episode, uh, Jaws 2 and Jaws 3 and I was the valley girl who gets you know killed very very nastily early, fairly early on and I have listened to that recording in recent years and, and just grimaced at the sound of myself doing that voice but <laughs> I got very interested in it after that and I've done so that was about six years ago now mm-hmm. and um yeah so I've been auditioning for stuff And all sorts of shows and all sorts of groups since then.
2: Very cool. So, how did you make your way to Pendant?
3: I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think. I don't remember. I think maybe somebody told me about the audio drama auditions Facebook Mm -hmm. page. Um, Okay. I did look up just out of curiosity in preparation for this interview. I did audition for, my first pendant audition was in 2016, because I I save all my emails. I'm a little obsessive compulsive about that. (laughs) (laughs) And I got cast in my first pendant um, in King John in in 2017. Okay. And so I've done a few of the Shakespeare's. I've done a handful of seminar episodes. And so 10 Mm -hmm. 10 things uh, total. Oh, and then recently, a very bit part in The Kingery, which was very exciting for me, because I love The Kingery. (laughs)
2: Bingra is fun.
3: So much fun. I got <laughs> to be the reporter. I didn't even have a name.
2: <laughs> I've had one of those. Those those, you know, they're they're important. They provide ambiance and we have a voice, us unnamed.
3: <laughs> yeah. I think one of the one of the parts I did worst the worst like unnamed character I ever did was Narada Radio once had me do coffee pick, pick coffee picker number three. Ah. So that's about as anonymous as I've been. One of the things that I really appreciate about Pendant, and I actually just said this recently for the um, seminar 100th episode reel, Mm -hmm. um, because there's so much need for a new cast all the time, unlike most of the other things I've done, I've had the opportunity to have a big role. And in fact, Pendant has been part of my birthday. Um. Both oh. this year and two years ago, so in mm-hmm. this year in twenty twenty one I was in uh pep talk as the sarcastic uh trainer of a young sorceress, uh, which oh, was yes. so much fun to do that was so fun, much fun
2: fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: and that short. that released at the like the last week of April and that's when mm-hmm. my birthday is and then two years I before know. that I was in um Seminar eighty six, and in the episode uh, "You Only Hurt the Ones You Love," where I was a politician who was uh, caught cheating on her husband, and that also released at the end of um, end of April. So it's kind of nice that you know, as like a birthday present, Pendant gives me a major role. (laughs) Nice. And then, um, and then I, I, and then Pendant um, Seminar also gave me the chance to try writing. Um, Yes, I was going to ask you about that. Yes. So I had actually been working on an idea as a short story, Mm -hmm. and it had been bouncing around in my head. It was based off of my experiences transitioning from being an academic. So my first career, I was a college professor, and then I transitioned to working in the software industry. And I worked with people who were mostly either over an ocean or across a continent from me. So almost all of my meetings were virtual. And this was before the pandemic. (laughs) Right. Um, So I started thinking about that, sort of casting it into a more of a science fiction light. Mm -hmm. And so then I I wrote Avatar, which was, it's about a virtual reality, um, you know, long distance meeting environment that is powered by AI. And so I used a combination of all of the buzzwords and, um, so weird terminology, which for me was actually the hardest part about transitioning into industry, was learning all of these words that I had never heard before. So I just dumped them all into the script. And I was, this, was, yeah, I was... Right, is this
2: the one where like WebEx AI would make you look better, sound better? Yes. And then exactly. effectively take your place for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, now, away
3: this... now you've given away the ending.
2: It's <laughs> been out for how long now?
3: <laughs> a couple of years. A few yeah. years. Yeah. No, that was exactly it. so I was I was thinking of writing it as a short story and then I had saw one of Tilly's pleas to write a seminar script and I thought, Hey, I'll give this a try. And so I wrote it as a as a script instead. And that was so much fun because mm-hmm. it was um it was you know, an opportunity to sort of explore both, like I said, the, the, the culture of working in software and sort of poke fun at that, but also, um, you know, pull in some of my own expertise as working in AI. So, um, it was very, um, biographical in a way. Um, and, and then I, the most recent seminar episode that I wrote was, um, roles, which is also pulling from my own life because I've become utterly obsessed with Dungeons and Dragons. So this is going to be a whole a whole short about people playing Dungeons and & Dragons, and that's coming out in December. Sweet. Yeah,
2: write what you know, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Has the uh, casting call for this one gone out yet?
3: It, yes, it did. And to be honest, I was seriously considering trying out for my own short, uh-huh. which I don't know if people... Well, I didn't know whether anyone ever did, but in the episode where Avatar came out, Uh, My friend, Joe Thomas, who I know, I knew before um, uh, acting together in Afternoon Tea Adventures, Doctor Who series. Um, He wrote a short, the other short for that seminar episode, and he actually acted the major role or roles, plural, because he played like a multiple personality superhero. Right. And yeah. And so he was in his own short. And I said, I didn't know that was a possibility. (laughs) So (laughs) I thought about trying out and I really wanted to, but then I am a horrible procrastinator. So I always (laughs) end up turning in the auditions the night they're due. And then something happened that one night and I couldn't record and that was it. So I lost the opportunity Um, to be in my own one, but I kind of wanted to particularly because the beginning scene of that, that short, I actually pulled from an actual Dungeons and Dragons session that I'd had just recently, <laughs> so it was <laughs> like I really wanted to be part of it. But oh well, that's what there I get will for be others. procrastinating. Yeah, there will be others. Yeah.
2: <laughs> cool. So, um what kinds of roles do you like to play? I mean, so we've got you in Shakespeare, we've got you yeah. in a in a few seminar shorts, and the, the rolling Kingery. What, what kinds of roles do you enjoy most? Or or is there um, something you really want to sink your teeth into?
3: I like, I mean, it's, it's a little too uh, stereotypical to say that, you know, you can, it's easy to enjoy that the roles where you get to be a little bit evil. Uh But um, one of my first big roles was in a Star Trek series where I got to play a Vorta. And, Ah. you know, Vordas are all nice and smiling and pleasant, but really evil underneath, right? Right. I didn't know.
2: They're the right hand of the um, uh, founders. Yes.
3: And I didn't know that I had hit exactly the right mark. I was having a lot of fun with it, but I didn't know I'd hit it exactly right until I was listening to an episode on speaker at home. And one of my kids walked up and he looked at me and was like, is that you, mom? You sound evil. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, you know, it was like yes, nice. I got it. Um, But, you know, I think anything that allows you to really, um, I think you know, anything allows me to really try doing something that I wouldn't do every day. So also mm-hmm. um, in Magic Monsters and Mayhem, which is a Dream Realm Enterprises series. I play Lady Denora. And at some point, the episodes... (laughs) I'm looking at you, Jonathan, if you listen to Twip. uh, At some point, the episodes that I've recorded are going to actually show up. And because at the beginning, Lady Denora was very small roles. I I did a lot of uh, being in the background, serving people dinner, and being complimented on my cooking. But then she got interesting when a past lover shows up and got a lot of real emotional scene chewing as the this this person and i fall back into our torrid love affair and then break up in a really emotional way and that was it was really fun to to get into that and to really and to really you know explore that and you know not this was a lot of scenery chewing, I think. I was maybe a little bit over the top, but we'll see. I haven't heard it <laughs> yet, so.
2: <laughs> That's what makes it fun. Yes. Excellent. Do you have any other story ideas that you're currently... You talked about the one. You have other stories that are, like, rumbling in the back of your head? I...
3: I'm trying to... I'm, I'm sort of playing with a few ideas. Uh yeah. I think that the, the medium is really good for me because as a writer, I have traditionally taken on really big projects. Uh, mm-hmm. I, have, I, I have something I literally call my really big project, and that is a novel. And I i, I ran—I took a running start on it for one November to try to do NaNoWriMo, and I got 10,000 words into it and then stalled. So I have a lot of stalled projects. And the thing that I like about writing a seminar short is because it's small, there's a, there's a, a concrete period of time and you just, you you do it and you can actually get to the end and be done with it and say, look, I wrote a thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. and it reminds me, I mean, I did a little bit of fan fiction writing back in the early days of my internet life on Newsnet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, Usenet. You know, the same. Th- Use that, yes. I used to write on uh, alt. Star Trek. Creative, and it I was. Um, and if you, you know, just having something that has a a, a defined period of time uh, that's that's just a smaller scope that you can actually finish and then get out and then get that that ego stroke of other people uh-huh. have listened to it or read it and it's so cool. Um, so you know, I've 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 been you know thinking about things that I could pull into into that and try to I'd like to eventually get back to my very big project but I don't really see myself having the 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 um discipline As a short thing is something that you can do in pieces so um so do
2: you yeah. enjoy
3: writing original works and
2: original universes or do you like walking into a playground and seeing what you can do
3: definitely both um uh-huh. I started writing fan fiction <laughs> on my Digital equipments Corporation VT180. Uh I had and saving them on 5 and a quarter inch floppy disks. My first fan fiction was Transformers universe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um and I do have like I did write a Doctor Who script that is going to be on um in done by Afternoon Tea Adventures. So I've done, you know, the fan fiction universe and that's really fun because you don't have to do the world building. You just need to be able to insert yourself into that world. Um, The, I think I may struggle with, if I have like a flaw as a writer, I struggle with the world building part. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's what happened to me with the very big project was I've got the characters, I've got little vignettes, I've got little moments and beats, but I got 10,000 words in and I'm like, why am I, why is somebody reading this? <laughs> what is the point of the story? <laughs> I well, got all these And got if all you these don't peoples. ask that
2: question, somebody will,
3: right? Yes, exactly. And that's. It's also like, um, like I said, I'm really, I've really gotten into Dungeons and Dragons and it's not surprising. A lot of my friends had said, well, it's not surprising that you're really into this because of the story, story um, telling part of it mm-hmm. and the acting part of it. I mean, you know, when you're, when you're doing Dungeons and Dragons live, there's basically voice acting involved. And um, recently I started actually trying to be a dungeon master. I'm doing it, I'm doing little one shots that don't have to be part of a bigger plot. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to do the world building it's really just a it's just the characters in this situation and have them fight through a bunch of monsters. Um so that's you know that's that's in terms of original writing that's something that I think I find more challenging is coming up with a bigger overarching plot and and doing the world building. So it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that.
2: You covered your pendant stuff. And we also kind of covered your outside of pendant stuff, unless there's some other outside of pendant stuff that you'd like to talk about.
3: Oh um, gosh. Yeah. I, I think I've mentioned all the major groups that I've um, done stuff for. I've done, I've done recorded some parts for the Amigos audio collective, but all of those are currently in the pile of recorded and not released. Um, so yeah, I just I I, I jump around and <laughs> I read up on the editions and 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 jump for a lot of stuff. Um, I really enjoy it, and um, I'm always looking for more opportunities. I'm hoping, hopefully, sometime soon, going to get around to actually building myself a studio in a closet so that I'll have better recording environment and invest in a decent microphone. There you go. My first few rolls, I was using the USB microphone that came with the Rock Band video game. Okay. <laughs> um, which was really awkward because you had to hold it in your hand. And always make certain you <laughs> held it the same length <laughs> away from your mouth so you got the consistent sound.
2: Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, my, mine's a USB mic. plugs into my laptop. It's, it's really compact, so if work uh, sends me somewhere, it, it goes with me and um has a little carrying case and tucks into my backpack quite effectively
3: that's cool i've only recorded something once uh, while on a business trip mm-hmm. and i was playing a robot at the time and they were going to heavily filter my voice so it didn't really matter what quality microphone i was using <laughs> i think that was for a doctor who thing
2: that makes sense
3: robot voice and all i am definitely a nerd I have on my desk right now a uh, Lego TARDIS, a Lego Star Trek Enterprise. I've got Gandalf. Um, I've got a huge collection of Lego Star Wars. And, yeah, lots of, lots of uh, robots and gadgets and stuff. So between geekdoms and AI stuff, I have a lot of toys. There you go.
2: Well, I've got a dragon sitting at a computer. And it's a CRT monitor, so it's, you know, I've had this thing for years. (laughs) Wow. And then I've got um, some Star Wars stickers, um, Han and Chewie's with Smuggler Whiskey. (laughs) Nerve Herder. And of course, I've got my um, Active Radioactive Radio patch and my Dixie Stenberg patch. From my pendant stuff, so.
3: Are these actually sew-on patches, or are they? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, we had um, the first episode of Dixie made into a little comic, and we've got patches for them. So. Cool. I keep. I haven't put it on uh, any of my stuff because if something happens to the stuff, then I don't want to lose a patch. <laughs>
3: You need to get yourself a little fr- like, um, shadow box.
2: Yeah. I'm not sure that's decor my wife will approve of.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you have to sometimes get alignment on those sorts of things. I have a, you know, friends who have a life-size, life-size uh, cardboard cutout of a stormtrooper in the hallway. <laughs> so that's something that both members of the of the couple have to agree on.
2: Yeah. Otherwise, it's awkward.
3: <laughs> yeah, it
2: gets a little weird. Is he visiting again? <laughs> He's not spending the night, is he? <laughs> Everything he shoots, he misses. Mm-hmm. All right. So, as you know, when we near the end of the, um, the interview, we get to do bullet questions. Yes. Are you prepared for bullet questions? <laughs> I hope so. No one prepares for the of questions. <laughs> they just kind of come.
3: Well, I was actually telling my husband a second, at the end of the interview, he's going to ask a whole bunch of questions really fast, and I'm going to have to, like, actually hope I actually know the answers. <laughs> there seem to be certain ones that you repeat every time, though.
2: There, there, there are, um, mostly because um, I think they're fun, especially the first one, um, as you can tell by my avatar on Discord. Which is Kermit's head on Yoda's body. Mm-hmm. So, favorite Muppet?
3: I was I, I was actually when I was discussing that with my husband, I realized that yeah, Yoda is gonna he he counts as a Muppet. So he
2: absolutely counts as a Muppet. absolutely.
3: So and you know I'm a Yoda purist. So
2: oh yeah, I prefer yeah. I
3: prefer Muppet Yoda to CG Yoda.
2: Hmm. Um. In fact, just as an aside, so um, Baby Yoda was a Muppet, and they were going to dual film it to, with the, the, the Muppet and then do it with CGI, and they talked him out of doing the CGI.
3: Yeah, that's just wrong. Yeah. It's like you can't call him Grogu. After have to call him Baby Yoda.
2: <laughs> really curious how, where he ends up. Maybe we'll find out.
3: Hope All so. right.
2: Favorite Star Wars movie?
3: Uh, Rogue One.
2: Mm, interesting um favorite star trek movie
3: oh gosh um so many that i like um i want to go with wrath of khan which one? First one first one all right then. the
2: original the original okay and i, I might be a
3: little <laughs> bit biased by the fact that like one of my star trek fics was actually like used part of that storyline in the fanfic but yeah oh, okay very cool. hard. I I I do like the rebooted movies. I think that they did a really good job.
2: I enjoyed them. Um, I I thought the way they quote unquote rebooted and created an alternate timeline instead. I thought that was a smart move because it doesn't it didn't throw away anything because both things existed. Hmm. I thought that I thought that did. I think service. my
3: general my general crush on Spock has managed to mm. uh, to propagate into. <laughs> multiple actors now <laughs> including oh, I, the one in discovery are we a
2: fan of the, uh, well yeah yeah that, that one too are you a fan of zachary quinto i am awesome
3: yeah and i think i think he did a beautiful job with the character and i, 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 think did a good job. I absolutely love the, the car commercial with both him and letter nimoy
2: <laughs> yes that was great
3: it was brilliant
2: that was great. i love
3: when people can make fun of themselves
2: Yes.
3: Yeah. These aren't bullet questions, by the way. This is no, really, no, really been... slow because this yeah. is me. I can get off topic really, really easily. Yeah, I when can I was, too. <laughs> when I was a professor, I came to realize that this was something that my students would do on purpose. <laughs> get me off <laughs> oh, topic. Oh, your number, huh? Oh, yeah. Because they knew that like they would have to learn less if I got off to a story. <laughs> so <laughs> they would divert my attention. And then all of a sudden I realized that five minutes had gone by and we hadn't been talking about... You know, the algorithmic efficiency of bubble sort. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
2: have to talk to you about sorting when, yeah, later. Um, <laughs> bubble
3: sort's not a good one.
2: No, no. Oh. Um, let's go with favorite Marvel movie or TV show.
3: Oh, you just made it complicated. Um I know
2: we yes, asked the hard hitting questions here are into it.
3: Yeah. So the Marvel movie that I keep coming back to and can I think I can watch over and over again is definitely Black Panther. I've yeah. also been loving the TV shows though. Yes. So, I couldn't I'd have a hard time choosing among the TV shows, but yeah, Black Panther is the one that I keep watching over and over.
2: Okay. Um favorite Marvel villain.
3: Oh gosh. Um. <laughs> well thanks to him getting his own show I'd probably have to say Loki <laughs> Um, because he's so and he's Tom Hiddleston I could just say that oh, yeah
2: <laughs> yeah that's that's a good reason that judges yes we'll accept it okay <laughs> Lisa thank you so much for taking the time today i know it was kind of last minute with scheduling snafus and, and stuff mm-hmm. i it's just been crazy
3: life happens life happens. life happens that's what life happens said. parenting happens parenting <laughs>
2: life it's back to school
3: peak, you know uh, yeah insane oh we've been Speaking back for of, a little while down here okay well this week was back to school week for us. Speaking of though, I I do have to jump off because, uh, because as I said, my home office is also my bedroom, and ah. I, <laughs> and I have a spouse who has to
2: she has to teach tomorrow. So gotcha. So on that note, we will kick it back to Tilly and Susan. Thank you once again, and we'll send it back.
0: It's
1: over. It's over. It's
0: over. Just the interview. It's over. Okay, party people. Remember, party people, people (laughs) who like to party. Yeah. So, Pulp Today will be out on Mondays and Writers Block will be out on Wednesdays.
1: Party people, people
0: who like to party. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Okay.
1: We're not even drinking. No. I am never drinking.
0: I'm just like this. All right. All right. Let's move on. Coming out Wednesday, September 8th. Kingery! Season 11, Episode 7.
3: Friends, transhumanists and evolutionaries, activate your input ports. I could tell you what you want to hear, but I came to tell you what you need to hear. You know the human race must evolve faster, yet the army of the evolved grows slowly. You reach for the stars... But your feet sink in the mud. What holds you back? I'm here to speak the truth. That's what your leader, Mask, asked me to do.
2: My army! My friends. It was a great day when Sox first spoke to me about joining the Army of the Evolved. Listen well to what she has to say. She lives in the future! And she has great news.
3: Thank you, Mask. And thank you for devoting your life, as well as your face, to the cause of evolution.
0: Coming out Wednesday, September 15th, the Pendant Shakespeare, Pericles, Act 4.
3: Lady Dionysa. Thy oath,
0: remember? Thou hast sworn to do it is but a blow which never shall be known thou canst not do a thing in the world so soon to yield thee so much profit let not conscience which is but cold inflaming love in thy bosom inflame too nicely nor let pity which even women have cast off melt thee but be a soldier to thy purpose La, 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 the show is almost done. Yay! I am losing my mind!
1: (laughs) There is some great stuff happening off mic! Uh, (laughs) And the mic wasn't on, and I was like, we should have had that on camera, and it's not camera, it's it's a mic! This is where our brain is. (laughs) Things are going downhill fast over here!
0: (laughs) Yep! Yep! We're very sorry. Our brains are mush.
1: So you many have projects a... <laughs> at once. and
0: What? We know you have a choice in listenables. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: no one is laughing about I us, know. I'm sure. They don't know what's going on. No one knows what's going on.
0: It's fine. Let's move on. <laughs>
1: if we didn't laugh, we'd be crying. So. Yes.
0: Or maybe we're doing both things. That's also possible.
1: Okay. <laughs> be sure to stop by the website at pendantaudio.com, the facebook page at facebook.com slash pendant audio the twitter feed at pendant web we're on tumblr at pendantaudio.tumblr.com. you can find us as pendant productions on youtube don't you mess me up all right you know what we need to just get out of here we'll see you next month uh <laughs> Say your name. Just say your name. This <laughs> is Susan Bridges. And Tilly Bridges. Thanks for listening. Okay. Okay. We made it. Let's stop the recording. This is the worst episode ever or maybe the best.
0: I don't know. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Party people, people who like to party. Yeah. The theme to TWIP is Mr. Exposition by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. That's the end of the show. That's the end of the show. That's the end of the show. That's the end of the show.